From the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. Alexandra Glorioso reports that the committee appointed by the Florida Supreme Court to assess the benefits of circuit court consolidation doubled down on its recommendation against it on Friday. That's right, Mark. The committee met on Friday to finalize its draft report, which is expected to be submitted to the court by December 1st. The review process began in June following a letter from Florida House Speaker Paul Renner requesting an evaluation of the consolidation's potential benefits. During the two-hour draft discussion on Friday, Fourth Circuit State Attorney Melissa Nelson proposed a change to the report, suggesting that the language be strengthened to more clearly convey the committee's stance against consolidation. Nelson suggested replacing the phrase, quote, significant justification with, quote, any justification to emphasize the lack of compelling evidence in favor of merging any of Florida's 20 judicial circuits. The committee's recommendation against consolidation aligns with the overwhelming public opposition it has encountered throughout its four-month review. The panel received more than 7,000 survey responses and 184 written comments, which were overwhelmingly against consolidation. 20th Circuit Judge Margaret Steinbeck even characterized the level of public engagement as, quote, unprecedented. The Florida Bar is seeking applications for over 1,000 positions on more than 70 committees for the upcoming 2024-25 bar year. The online application process will open December 1st. Rowan Batar has more. President-elect Roland Sanchez Medina Jr. will make the committee appointments in the spring of 2024. He will consider a variety of factors, including diversity, prior service to the bar, and previous committee participation and contributions. Sanchez Medina says the Florida Bar's greatest assets are its members and encourages Florida lawyers to submit an application form to share their valuable time and expertise on a standing committee, which supports the bar's service to the public. Public, its members, and the profession. To apply for a committee position, visit the My Florida Bar member portal at floridabar.org beginning December 1st. When it meets December 1st in Destin, the Board of Governors will consider a special committee's proposal for offering guidance on the use of artificial intelligence in the practice of law. Jim Ash, tell us about it. Uh, Mark, the Special Committee on AI Tools and Resources formed by President Scott Westheimer this summer, is proposing a series of revisions that, if approved, would be forwarded to the Supreme Court for final consideration. Two of the proposed revisions are drawn to Bar Rules 4-1.1 and 4-1.6, which address a lawyer's duty to competence and confidentiality, respectively. The former would make it clear that a lawyer's understanding of the benefits and risks associated with the use of technology, quote, includes generative artificial intelligence. The latter would add a warning to a portion of the commentary subtitled, Acting Competently to Preserve Client Confidentiality. The proposed sentence would state, for example, a lawyer should be aware that generative artificial intelligence may create risks to the lawyer's duty of confidentiality. A staff analysis notes that the proposed language would serve as a caution that bar rules dealing with the use of technology also apply to generative AI. In other action, the board will be asked to affirm or reverse a professional ethics committee decision that a law firm may not ethically identify a non-lawyer as the firm's chief executive officer 
despite limitations on the non-lawyer's authority. The inquiring firm asserted that the non-lawyer CEO would report to the firm's supervising partner, will not have a policy-making function, will not supervise the practice of law, and that the person's compensation will be unconnected from the law firm's profits. The PEC upheld a staff opinion that the use of the title by a non-lawyer would violate Bar Rule 4-8.6, subsection C. It says that no person may serve as a partner, manager, director, or executive officer of an authorized business entity that is engaged in the practice of law in Florida unless such a person is legally qualified to render legal services in this state. A Florida court clerk told lawmakers recently the legislation crafted with the help of Florida bar experts is showing early promise in combating property fraud. Roanne? Lee County Clerk Kevin Carnes told the House Civil Justice Subcommittee that HB 1419, written with the help of the Real Property Probate and Trust Law Section approved by the legislature in May, is targeting a serious threat. Fraudsters, he says, are filing fake documents that convey real property to the improper owner, and it's happening across the state. A typical scenario involves a scam artist offering a vacant lot for sale online and the buyers don't discover their victims until a property tax notice fails to arrive. Karn says it can get even darker for the real owner of the properties. 64 of Florida's 67 clerks already offer an automated system that alerts property owners when a deed, mortgage, or other official record is recorded in their name. The system will be up and running in all Florida counties by July 1st. Karn's staff has been demanding a photo ID when a customer presents a deed for recording, but it's unclear how many scam artists it may have deterred. Of the 1,033 total deeds Lee County recorded in August, 160 were rejected, or about 15%. About half were rejected for failure to show ID, and another 12 were rejected for presenting illegible photocopies of IDs. 60 rejections were for failure to present a business entity ID. Carnes also urged lawmakers to consider closing a loophole in state law that exempts out-of-state recording instruments. He also suggested that lawmakers consider amending the law to include a definition of presenter and address whether clerks should demand IDs from notaries and witnesses. Carnes expects to have a better idea of the pilot program's fraud prevention efficacy in a few months. Hillsborough and Miami-Dade County clerks have expressed an interest in participating if lawmakers expand the pilot. Two lawyer lawmakers have filed bipartisan legislation that would implement a 2022 Supreme Court certification that would eventually reduce the number of appellate judgeships in the first and second DCAs. Jim? Yeah, Mark, SB 490 and HB 457 were filed by Republican Aaron Grawl and Democrat David Silvers, respectively. The bills would implement the annual certification of judges that the justices recommended for FY 23-24. Certifications are guided by a complex formula that looks at caseloads, case complexity, and other factors to determine the need for adding or reducing the number of judges. This is the Supreme Court's first certification since the legislature agreed to create a new 6th DCA. The court found that there is excess judicial capacity in the first and second DCAs and that one judgeship should eventually be eliminated from the first DCA 
and three judgeships should eventually be eliminated from the second DCA. However, the reductions would be made through attrition, and no judges would be required to step down involuntarily. It's all part of a gradual realignment to accommodate the 6th DCA. For more on these and other stories of interest to the profession, visit floridabar.org slash news. Florida Bar News Briefs is a production of the Journal and News Department. For Jim Ash, Rowan Batar, Alexandra Glorioso, and our producer, Jonathan Siegel, behind the glass, I'm Mark Killian. (laughs) 